Welcome back to another episode of Live Bold and Boss Up. It's your girls, Steph and Ash. And today we chat with David Kahn. He is the president owner of Best Boke and Company. They do amazing tailor-made suits, shirts, jeans, pants, the whole nine yards, really, really beautifully made. And um, he shares with us, you know, after 2020, kind of no one, no one knew what the heck to wear to interviews anymore to whether that's video or in person or just really just different events, right? People forgot how to dress. Uh Uh-huh. So he shares with us, hey, what's the style? What's in? How to dress for you and how to dress to feel confident or, you know, whatever it is you're, you're, you're going for, whatever your goal is. Yeah. There's a lot that there's a lot more that goes into how you look than just looking good. You know, it's about feeling good and being confident and, you know, it's all, you know, one total package. Those vibes. Mm-hmm. Get those vibes, vibes though. Also, we want to share with you guys, we were recording today at the wave. Thank you to the wave for having us here and also thank you so much to dce productions for doing our audio recording we really appreciate you guys you make it so easy and seamless and of course thanks to our next path career partners we love you we have some like really awesome questions because i know when we chatted earlier and like you know, Steph wasn't included, but I've kind of filled her in. And I thought it was the perfect opportunity for us to talk about both of our companies, right? They, mm-hmm. they absolutely go together. When you're interviewing, you need to look your best. You provide this beautiful, luxurious, custom-made clothing, right? And you probably see it all the time where people are getting things made specifically for Job interviews, mm-hmm. I would assume, sure. right? Um, and you know, I just thought, what a what a great way to like connect us even yeah. more, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting, and and I see people out and about. Like I I was at an event, and the mayor um, was there, and she's like, David, don't judge me, and I'm like, it's too <laughs> late. It's too late for that. I mean, I see because I like to evaluate things, and or when I'm watching television. I look at things because I want to see how I can make my clients better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk to people, and my kind of first question is, um, you know, who's your audience? What what are you what are you here to accomplish? And try to really get to the root of it. And I've done enough work with enough different people that I have a pretty decent understanding, whether it's for uh, for school or professional or more social. Just having an understanding of that and then knowing, you know, the economics of scale, what people can afford. And we have quite a variety of, of different price points with our, our custom clothing. So I can kind of hone in on what I think is going to appeal to somebody. Nice. So, but yeah, the first impressions is, it's paramount. Yeah. Yes. You Which know. is what you deal with in job interviews. It's, you know, you don't want to read a book by its cover, but in interviews you have to. You only have how many minutes or hours mm-hmm. with this person to decide do you want them on your team or not so you need to put your best foot forward absolutely you know and it's funny um someone a client yesterday who's in the banking world um uh, posted something on his social media about you know let's stop dressing like we're on a zoom call like through the right. pandemic and it's been such an evolution since then um and it's it got weird 
Because I think people lost some identity, you know, um, being behind a computer screen as opposed to in, in person. Um, and my wife who's in the HR world, but she's worked for a company that um, was remote prior to the pandemic. So it's, it's just different, but it's like, and she and I talk about it, it's like that around the water cooler or happy hour after work when you're in a professional setting and you wanna look great, yes. you know? I mean, we were just talking prior to coming in, we all got drenched in the rain. So we're thinking <laughs> about, you know, looking good, but then, you know, there are elements that, that change that even throughout the day right. and we focus on that, so. Did you find that the like style of clothing has changed after 2020? 100%. And in what way? Yeah, so I think things have just gotten more casual to begin with. Um, we live in Florida, so our you know wardrobes and, and clothing are determined by the weather and our geography. But um, we're showing much more. Um, you know, I'll use the the brand Lululemon. So you know, their their fabrics are more stretchy, more performance, um, and so now we're making tailored clothing, specifically suits and professional clothing, out of those fabrics. And it's, awesome. it's bizarre for me because um, I'm not very casual, but my clients love it. I mean, to be on an airplane mm -hmm. with a four-way stretch pant mm -hmm. and, you know, you just, you don't even feel it anymore is, right. um, is pretty cool. So it's, it's been a good selling point. I'm, I know you're like, know. okay, she's about to say <laughs> something again. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing the, the material that I do see in Lululemon, that, mm -hmm. right, that we all have and then. How do you make that into a suit? That's got to be the most comfortable, good-looking suit ever. Certainly, right? yeah. Well, if you have if you have the right pattern and you know what your style preferences are, you can really make anything. You can make it out of paper if you want. If you have the right people to sew it, and the majority of our clothing is is handmade in Italy, um, and we do beautiful men's and women's clothing. Um, but stretch has just been such a huge. So um, with women's, we've had to do stretch in women's, especially pants, for yes. forever. So you yes. guys are used to it. And, and then stretch jeans. And men resisted that for the longest time. But then we're kind of forced into it a little bit more. And so now it's like, it, you know, it's a requirement. Right. So it's, it's just, it was, yeah, very comfortable. So I was just going to say my husband, he, he has bought some of that material, um, like Lululemon mm -hmm. type of clothes that could be workout pants or they could be work pants and he wears them to work with a nice polo. And it's amazing because they're so versatile, but they're so comfortable. So now it's like you almost can't go back to like your normal work pants or like the jeans that are like so stiff because you're so used to comfort now. Exactly. Right? And you make that yeah. the stylish but comfortable. Yeah. And in our classic fabrics, we're doing more stretch or natural mm -hmm. stretch it doesn't mimic those fabrics, but mm -hmm. it gives you a little bit more comfort, yeah. so a little better balance. Can you wear those on a job interview? What do you think? Yeah, you can't even tell. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, I mean, it has to be the right the right color or pattern, right. and what we're showing now are traditional solids. I know we keep saying Lululemon. Good. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna tag them, ad. right? Yeah. Know, right? But, but <laughs> if you go in there, everything is like, dark navy or black or gray, it's it's very, very classic. And that's typically what we do. I've done some beach weddings where we have white or um, like a stone color. So it's very, very light and mm -hmm. Florida-esque, um, but, or for more more summer wear. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty classic, pretty, pretty plain. Okay. 
Can you share how luxury clothing or how looking your best can affect or influence someone's like self-esteem whenever you're walking in to an interview or your first day of work? Like it's not just about like how you look, but it's about the way you feel as well. Totally. I had a client, um, an attorney client, who was a partner in a firm in Orlando, and he dubbed it the, the confidence suit. So there's a level of confidence that you exude, A, when you look good, you know, mm -hmm. and, and being a part of the design process is is really cool um, because you actually get to pick your linings and threads and, and buttons and everything. But having something that's custom made that fits you the way that it's supposed to um, is just it's a game changer. It really is. But it, you do. You exude a level of confidence and um uh, in, an, in an interview or um, in a business meeting uh, or with your boss or with a spouse, whatever, wherever you are, or again, socially going out on a first date, you just, you feel so great mm -hmm. and you look so great that, um, yeah, that's definitely true in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, I love that. Are there specific colors or maybe, maybe the better question is what do colors say about the individual, right? Because like you just said, you get to pick out the lining and the buttons. Mm -hmm. What about the color? There's very specific meanings behind certain colors. True. Right? You know, it's funny. Earlier in my career, um, you know, people going and having their colors done was a really big thing. Well, apparently that's back because it's been kind of a buzz with clients of mine. And, you know, and I respect the people that do those colors, but it, it should be a guideline and not necessarily gospel. This is mm -hmm. what this is all you can wear. So right. basically, they they look at your skin tones, your hair color, your eye color, and those are colors that complement against your skin or against your face. But if you're wearing a shirt that fits those colors, you can wear a jacket that doesn't necessarily fit those guidelines because it's not right against your skin. So there needs to be a balance with colors. Um, I had someone in just earlier this morning, and, and he was looking at a couple of things. Um, sport jackets for men now are, are really popular and, and prevalent um, in, in many circumstances. But I try to, you know, if you have something that's pink with ye a yellow window pane, you know, you're marked. You know, it's it's that coat again. Um, and, yeah. you know, they'll see you coming and going. Mm -hmm. So I try to be cautious and build on a foundation that makes sense. Right. I mean, if it's a themed event or, uh, you know, um, we do some corporate um, corporate things. I did something recently with a corporation and they did these It's kind of like a president's club where they did the same jacket for all of their employees. Um, had an embroidered patch put in. It was it was really a cool thing, but it was a nice neutral thing. It reflected their corporate colors and it worked. Um, so I, I try to be cautious and I do ask questions to know what someone already has in their wardrobe to make sure that we're doing something that complements. But, you know, you talk about in an interview, you're not going to wear a pink suit to an interview. Right. You know, I mean, a woman might. You could. But I would still, yeah, I would still caution. Um, and it depends on what the industry is, mm -hmm. you know. So. Um, I think that's a good point, too. It depends on what industry are right. you going into the interview for, right? Because right. if it's something more conservative, probably not. You need to be aware. But if it's something more creative, right. might not be bad. Right. right. Yeah. And another guideline, too, is knowing that industry. There are some industries that are more conservative than others, mm -hmm. and you don't want to look better than your interviewer. Mm, so the cool. banking industry has always been notorious for that. People that are working in that industry and knowing who 
is above you, you don't want to outdo them. And what? now, yeah. I, this is a great comment that you made because I have not heard that, no, so that nor have I thought about that. So I, I spent most of my career in New York City. And so in bigger cities, um, it's, you know, very conservative. Um, it's become a little bit more, um, a little more playful. But with, you know, you see a lot of young guys and they're wearing their pants high and tight and their jackets up to their waist and it's really progressive. Um, not necessarily appropriate mm. for all professions. Um, but growing up in a more metropolitan area, I just, I learned some of those things and those guidelines by working with a lot of different professions. But there are those that, that definitely have more guidelines or mm -hmm. requirements in some instances that yeah. you have to really be careful of. I like that. Knowing who the hiring manager is and not outdoing them. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think of that, yeah, but I point, guess, yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. want to rub them the wrong way, right? Right, exactly. I feel like the whole ankle showing thing, no socks is a thing too. Like, do you do that? Do you not do that? What's, okay. what's your... I sell socks. So I'm not going to not wear socks. I mean, that's just foolish. I just, I, and I see that in my industry and I see these guys that own retail stores and they're walking around without socks on. And, you know, they have those ghost socks or like mm -hmm. pet style socks, which are okay. But I just, um, I have skinny bony ankles, so I don't care to show mine to, mm -hmm. to anybody. But um, I don't know. I, I, that's just, it's not a thing for me. Um, I, I like socks as an accessory to complement an outfit also. Right. Um, but I'm not saying that's a, that's a, in an interview, I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, it's a little but, bold. Yeah, it's a little bold. Okay. But I, I think that, um, you know, if it's part of your regular daily uh, style of dress, then that's perfectly acceptable. I have a personal question, uh -oh. and this is... Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm in. Started out like that, why don't you? Okay. Here comes the zinger. Because <laughs> this is something I think about a lot, and um, obviously we live in Florida, so women wear, especially just in the office, a lot of like tank tops mm -hmm. or like sleeveless or even like one shoulder, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Is that... I'm assuming that's probably not appropriate in an interview. And then is it appropriate just every day to work? Like, what should we wear jackets? As she's wearing spaghetti straps because yeah, we're right. not watching So it's, I, I think anything that's tastefully done is okay. And, and again, you know, you know your environment. You know who you're working for. If you work for a more progressive company, whether it's in IT or something in, in creative, then I think you can be more creative. Um, if you're working for, you know, Raymond James or a, a, a law firm that, you know, you need to be a little bit more tasteful, um, then it, it should reflect, reflect that. So I have, I have, between my wife and I, we have five kids and three are girls. And oh my gosh, what these girls are wearing, these young girls oh, is yeah. like, um, you know, I love you girls, but it's, <laughs> it can be real, real hoochie. Like they have homecoming <laughs> this weekend and it's like. Um, you know, at school they have guidelines. The skirts have to be a certain distance from their knees and mm -hmm. the, the, um, the V opening of their tops have to be at, at a certain level. And I think that should reflect in their, their social life relative to school. When they're out on their own, it's not such a big deal. Then they're wearing t-shirts and, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we learn from that and I look at, you know, what some women wear. And I just think it's provocative. And I try to protect my kids, especially teenagers. So do you want them to be looking provocative? And I'm a male, so I know what I look at. And I'm pretty sure right. most of my yeah. contemporaries are the same. Um, but I don't want to look at, uh, you know, a 20-something-year-old in that vein. It's just right. so... 
Um, and not to be prudish, but um, I right, think it's I a, a time and a place. Um, but I'm I'm open to you know to all all different styles. Again, just appropriate to where you are and, and who you're appealing to. What about in a Zoom meeting, like with I'm meeting a client for the first time, and I have like a spaghetti strap on. I had a Zoom meeting this morning, and okay. I, I was wearing this. Mm -hmm. And I was interviewer meeting, or the interviewee. Well, it was um, <laughs> some like HR managers from a mm -hmm. company, and okay. I was meeting one of them for the first time. Mm -hmm. It was a guy, mm -hmm. and um, I had this on. And then I was as I was sitting there in the Zoom meeting, I'm like, maybe I should have put a jacket on. And that, that thought crossed my mind, but I'm like, I'm at my house, I'm in front of the computer, but mm -hmm. again, I feel like that's how we start thinking. We're at home, we can dress more casually. You're more comfortable mm -hmm. that, and, right. yeah. And we let in with that, is that like during COVID, people were behind a screen and it's very different. When you're in front of someone or you're standing in an office and you've got someone right on the other side of your desk, I think it changes. Right. Um, you have long hair, so you can you know cover. fix your hair to, to cover. But um, you know, for for a woman, <laughs> for a woman that's that's real busty and has her cleavage coming out, you know, then then I would say, you know, maybe that's not the most appropriate. So you have to know your body and what your right. limits are. Um, but again, anything that's that's dressy and tastefully done, I think is okay. And you know, sex sells. It's just the way that it is. So I think, um, and I'll, I'll get hate mail for this, but I think women have an advantage that way. Um, I, you know, again, my wife being in HR and we have these conversations all the time about equality and, um, and gender and those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm completely open to that. Uh, you know, having two boys and three girls, we try to educate them, you know, in, in similar ways. But um, I try to be protective of that too. And I do that with my clients as well. Mm -hmm. So our, our women's business has been growing pretty dramatically. And I have women in all shapes and sizes that come to me specifically because it's really difficult to find things off the rack. If you're really tiny and petite, right. impossible. If you're, you know, 5'10", 5'11", um, it's, you know, you can't find pants long enough. Right. So, um, and then more curvy women, it's difficult. So, um, um, sorry, Nicole, I'm going to use my wife as an example again, but she was in a Zoom meeting and she was wearing a shirt and she came out and the, was unbuttoned right at the bust. And I like, um, is that how you were dressed in your meeting? So I, <laughs> I, made, her, I made her some shirts uh -oh. that, uh -oh. will, that some custom shirts because a woman who is a little uh -huh. bit more um, curvy there, it's hard to find something that fits yes. accordingly I or appropriately. I literally just had that issue today was because I was literally <laughs> was telling stuff this morning. This is a, a non-stretchy top. And mm -hmm. so I had my my bra on and of course like that you know gives you less space there and their buttons were just like help me <laughs> really trying to hold on so i'm like right. okay what do i have to do because obviously we're doing a zoom mm -hmm. you know like video thing today and i have other meetings so i'm like okay thankfully right. i had a bodysuit that i could put on and take off my bra this is way too much information <laughs> for podcast but but i had to do that because i'm like i need to button but this the buttons is good and not have them yeah someone that's in an interview and may have something like that in their car or in their bag there are there are remedies for situations right. like this so it's actually good to talk about right it's uh, yeah it's i guess real life thank goodness yeah. i had a bodysuit on otherwise i probably would have cuz where do you find Pasties, right? For uh, pasties, is that the appropriate word? Uh, like the the stickies? something. something. <laughs> We're getting really personal. Yeah, right, right. Really personal. <laughs> um, so, 
Well, I'll tell you. So, so word, wardrobe malfunctions happen, yes. and uh, with men, and I've never had this happen in my career. But I will tell you, in the last year, I've had maybe four or five instances, um, and I'm not pointing out my flaws, but. Every guys are wearing their pants really tight. They like mm -hmm. a nice, real tight taper, and with that yeah. comes a little less mobility. So if you're at a wedding and you're dancing and doing splits, it's probably not the best idea. Um, and even bending over and picking something up can be hazardous. <laughs> and it's happened. And you know, okay. I, I make up for it, and we we do what we have to do. But it's it's educating someone, and, and I've learned that I need to talk to people ahead of time so they have a better understanding of what to do, what not to do. You know, people ask me how, how they need to clean their items. Now I have to tell them how they need to wear their items to make sure that they they protect the quality. Right, you know? right. So. so wait a minute, who is doing a split? <laughs> a I have more people. questions. <laughs> so it's, it's funny, it's all different ages, shapes, and sizes, but because Men want to wear things um, closer to the body, especially with pants. Mm -hmm. You just open that margin for error sure. in, in um, you know, uh, you're exposed to the elements. Right, right. So tell us, I feel like maybe in the past, whenever you think of custom clothing, the first thing that comes to mind is this is going to be expensive. So there's certain, like, budget constraints in your head that maybe keeps people from getting tailored clothing. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's changed maybe in the past, I don't know, few years, or maybe I'm just more aware of it, that there is affordable options. Like, tell us how that works, because it's not all super expensive. Certainly, and, yeah. I mean, people hear custom and they think, oh, you know, yeah. unaffordable, untouchable. Um, not necessarily true. I mean, you know, we, we're, we are probably relative to a higher end uh, department store. So if you shop at a Nordstrom, or a Saks or even a Neiman Marcus um, type of store, um, you know, will be at that level and oftentimes priced less. Um, so because we're not branded, uh, we are we are a private label brand, but we, you know, I'm not, a, I don't have Giorgio or Ralph or Hugo or any of those um, labels. So um, it becomes more affordable, um, relatively speaking. And then I have a variety of different collections. So so the majority of our clothing's made handmade in Italy. Um, but I do work with a couple manufacturers in China um, for both our men's and women's collections that are a lot more affordable for someone getting married, someone getting going for their first job interview or just got out of school or is on the debate team in college and needs something but can't spend you know, a ton of money. And within each of those collections, we have luxury fabrics that become more expensive. Um, but you can do a, a two-piece suit for under $1,000, which I think if you go to a better store, you're going to find that um, that's probably about a benchmark or average price mm -hmm. point. I mean, yeah, there are definitely things in the, in the two to five range, um, but it's a totally different quality. Um, and then we can get into, you know, more specifics on how a suit is made and why those prices are different. And there is, there's very specific information around that as well. Um, if you want to get into tech yeah, technology. Yeah, tell us. So, so basically, there are two ways to make a suit. Um, and even a Hugo Boss or a Giorgio Armani that wants you to be wearing, uh, and not in all of their collections, but they want you in the here and now and on to the next thing in a couple years. So this is not something that they want you to have to last your lifetime necessarily. They're trying to sell more stuff. Um, so 
you can have um, a suit that is is fused. So it's an adhesive uh, um, batting or uh, fabric that goes inside the um, the actual fabric with a heat pressed process. It adds structure to the garment. Um, a higher end um, way of doing that is with um, with a a, um, a canvas. It's a piece of floating canvas that is actually um, hand sewn or machine sewn into the garment, again, giving it that same stability, mm -hmm. but it's thousands of tiny little stitches as opposed to gl heated glue. Right. So it with, with the first process over years of wearing and dry cleaning, it breaks down. Okay. Whereas with a um, with the canvas, it just, it stays for a long time. Now the outside fabric can break down if you're wearing the garment, you know, a number of times. Um, but it's it's so when you're paying someone to sew that that process, um, it's a, it's more expensive, sure. yeah. um, and you can and, and there are there are finer and less fine um, uh, fusibles that mm -hmm. can be used depending upon the level of, of quality of that that manufacturer. So so speaking of all of that, like the different layers and stuff like that. Fabrics, mm -hmm. favorite fabrics. Would it be like the all natural fabrics, like cotton and linen and silk, or there's are there other fabrics that you feel like are popular that are just as good? Yeah, so we use wool more than anything. Oh, okay. and people think wool. Okay, wool's heavy. It's mm -hmm. not. Wool wool can be done in a very tropical form, so a very fine, finely woven wool. Um, we add silk, which is very strong, to wool. So if you add a small percentage of silk, you can weave that wool even finer, wow. and then it's even lighter weight. We have something that's uh, a, a mill called um, Laurel Piana from Italy. They have a royal wishcloth, and that, that has, it's a really super fine wool, but they add the silk to it, so it adds strength to it. Um, and just beautiful fabrics. When you do that, you know, silk is expensive, so mm -hmm. we're, we're going up in, in price. Um, like the suit that I have on, which, you know, doesn't look too heavy. This is 100% cashmere. Wow. So wow. cashmere we think of as very lofty and a wintry fabric, yes. but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Mm, okay. With technology today, the way that they weave fabrics is is very different. Um, in in you know the summertime, obviously, but especially in Florida, you had mentioned linens, cottons, things right. like that. I mean, that's you know all day long. Yeah. Um, and depending upon the colors, we go darker in the winter, lighter in the summer. Um, and it really depends on what it is. I mean, for men, women understand those fabrics a little better. Men don't like wrinkles. And yes. so when you say linen, it's like, oh, Well, yeah, that's know. really hard to get it, the wrinkles out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, uh, you know, guys just don't like to look disheveled. And so for the most part, and, and women too, but I think women understand and appreciate those fabrics a little differently. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't push them. If someone comes and asks me for them or they're doing a beach wedding, then I may make a recommendation, but I let them know the nature of those fabrics mm -hmm. and what to expect. I've been really conscious of looking at the fabrics when I buy certain items. Like certain ones, I'm just like, eh, I really like it. I'm in love with it. I'm getting it no matter what the fabric is. But I've been really conscious about what fabric I get. And it's really hard to find really good fabric. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. So especially going into a retail store, you're at the mercy of what they have. And a lot of these um, bigger, not big box, but just the higher end stores have become distribution centers for their online businesses. 
um, which is really sad. Even going like holiday shopping, you go into a store and they just don't have what you need or they don't have the sizes you need, let alone the fabrics that you like. Yes. So, which is a real bonus and luxury of working with someone like me is that you come in and you tell me, you know, the specific fabrics that you per you prefer personally and I go right to those fabrics and I show you a huge variety and then you can make whatever you want in those fabrics. And of course, we use different weights for different things. If it's a sport jacket or a suit, it's going to be a different weight than something in a, in a blouse or, mm -hmm. you know, a shell or something like that. So, um, but, but we do everything. We do, you know, soap shells like that or, um, you know, classic cotton mm -hmm. or linen shirts. I love it. I feel like that could be like a whole nother rabbit hole going into. It's, right? um, yeah, I will, I warn you ahead of time, <laughs> it becomes very contagious very quickly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, um, it's pretty cool and it's a game changer. Um, but I try to be respectful and, you know, and know, know someone's limitations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then there are those that never spent as much on the things that they're purchasing, but once they're wearing them and the compliments that they get and the recognition or the, you know, I can't guarantee that job interview. <laughs> but I, I will say, and I've, I've seen it, you know, the, the, the percentages definitely increase. Right. Um, because we talked about the, the confidence level. It's just looking good and looking confident and feeling confident um, makes a difference in any, any situation. 100%. Mm -hmm. How did you, like, come up with Bespoke? How did you get into the custom clothing industry? Was it something that you were always into? Like, how did this, how was this born? And mm -hmm. That's a good question. From? So I always loved clothing. Uh, in, in high school, I worked in a little, um, they called them hab haberdasheries. Um, it was kind of like a Gap type of store that's no longer around. Um, and I went to college in a typical New England town with the main street and the church at the head of the square. And there was Cute. this this clothing store there and they had men's and women's clothing and these beautiful cashmere sport jackets with scarves. And, and I'm like, I was in love with that. And I would cut class to work because I wow. loved working in the store. And um, I met one of our sales reps who uh, he, his company actually sold us the cashmere jackets and, and things like that. And my first job out of college was with that company um, and worked in corporate America for a lot of big, um, big stores um, and big brands. And then moved to, to Florida, I opened the International Plaza with Hugo Boss at the time. I was a general manager with them. And we had people that came in and, and Boss started, everything was starting to get real small and tight. And, um, and uh, I actually went to Germany with them and talked to some of the merchandise managers. And I'm like, you just alienated a huge portion of my clientele. And I would have you know, people come in. We sold a lot of professional athletes um, and my salespeople were on commission. And they'd have someone come in and they couldn't sell them because they couldn't fit them. And I was like, I've, there's gotta be another way. So um, I established this business, Bespoken Company, and it was really, you know, I, I can't be all things to all people, but I wanna have something for everyone. I wanna have someone that comes in that has a love of a particular fabric that I can turn into something, mm -hmm. um, you know, a garment for them. Mm -hmm. and, and it's pretty cool. And we make a lot of people pretty happy. And just seeing the smiles on people, um, was a far cry from where we were disappointing people because I couldn't fit right, them. Right. Um, so I, I always love that. And I'm a fixer. 
I always try, you know, I get criticized for this at home, but I, I'm always trying to make things right. And it's like, I don't necessarily need your opinion. I just want you to listen. And I'm not a, you know, I'm a listener, but I like to, you know, to I fix. like to fix. I like to alter and, you know, so um, more of a perfectionist. Um, so that's kind of the, that's the evolution. Uh-huh. I love it. Well, this has been so informative mm-hmm. and just great information for our listeners because I feel like whether you're going to a job interview, you're you know going into the office or you're going to a social event mm-hmm. in the evening. Looking, there's your also best those that go always. to a different industry that have been working for some time and had a word, and now right. they'll ask me, or I have guys that are in the military, and oh. then they become civilian, and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been wearing a uniform, what right. the heck do I right. do? So yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no, but it's no. it's very true, that's a big that's a big change, lifestyle change and professional change, and people are lost and are not quite sure. That's a great so, point. I was in the um, medical industry before I switched over to staffing, mm-hmm. so I wore scrubs every day, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a whole new wardrobe because I don't have any clothes other than scrubs. <laughs> and then, you know. I've done I... custom scrubs too. Have you? Yeah, we've oh, done a lot cute. of interesting projects. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love, do you mind if we um, mention this really quick too? Like you were talking about earlier how you used to make like the custom clothing for all the wrestlers. Back oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so years ago when I first started this business, we had a little tailor shop and I basically sold my soul every day to try to, you know, make ends meet and, and, and grow into something. And so we did lots of little projects. So I had some professional wrestlers that came in and then, you know, other guys got word and it just it, it really grew. But it was making their it's more costumes than their work mm-hmm, right, attire. Right. Um, but lots of um, like athletic four-way stretch and, um, you know, cleverly sewn and, you know, cool colors, uh, interesting personalities and some real <laughs> yeah. characters. Um, but it's true. And, and we do, we live in Tampa, so Gasparilla is a huge thing. Mm. So I make Gasparilla costumes oh, for that. pirates and wenches and yeah. all of those things. So um, I typically will do those special projects more for, uh, you know, established clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have some local tailors that we that do our finishing work um, that I'll refer people out to. But that's, you know, I, I, and I have some clients that like really um, very specific costumes that are like Hollywood style costumes that are are pretty spectacular. Mm. Um, so yeah, that we, we, we yeah, and that's not my everyday thing, <laughs> right. but you know, drips and drabs, we do things like that. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it looks cool projects. on my social media. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so. I agree. And you're having the gala again, but that's not until 2024 in Correct. February. Yeah, last year, uh, Hurricane Ian pushed us out into February. We were doing an event at the end of September, early October, and um, by accident, we found that February, it's going to be February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. Oh, so no. it's that Friday. Um, but it's just, there's less competition with events. The weather is a little more predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. We partnered last year with the American Cancer Society, and we're working with them again this year, um, which is, uh, you know, just such a great cause. And they do some great things for our community. Um, um, uh, Brett, my business partner, and I actually toured a facility of theirs the other day. And a lot of people in Tampa don't know that this exists. It's kind of like their version of Ronald McDonald House. But on Moffitt's uh, Cancer Center's um, property is a building that houses for, for free 
um, people, um, some less fortunate people, but it, I think it's open to, to anyone that makes a reservation, but people that have someone in the family that is getting cancer treatment um, can stay at this facility. Wow, I didn't for know free. that yeah. they had that. Is, yeah. that. is that with their it's brand the new Hope building? Or is it's, that a, it's, a, it's 20 years old, oh. but they've been giving it a little facelift mm -hmm. and donations and events like mine yes. that can bring you know some some money and support to it is helping them to, to grow. And this year we're actually, with some of our upper level sponsorships, we have some naming rights so that you can have your business or personal name oh. on a plaque by a room, so that that's kind of that. cool mm -hmm. to yes. get a little bit of recognition for your your generosity. Um, but uh, yeah, so the event is really cool. We have some of our our you know professional athlete clients and local celebrities that model in a mm -hmm. fashion show that that you've seen, and it started as a bourbon tasting um, years ago. I think it was 2015, and there were 35 people there, and right. now it's. I think this year we're going to have about 600 people. So it's it, it's just, it's amazing the evolution right. that, that it's had, but it's a great way for us to showcase some of the cool things that we do and just have a nice night out. Right. You know, it is a charity event um, and I, I do that because um, we couldn't do it with the amount of people that we have um, any longer just on our own. So right. it's really nice to partner with a local charity and, and uh, you know, give something back to the yeah. community too. We've been, Steph and I have been coming for how many years now? <laughs> for a while. For a while. Yeah. It's always one of my favorite events. Oh, always. We're so always does it get like, better every year? Every year. Yes. Last, <clears throat> last year, we saw brand new faces that have never mm -hmm. been to that event. Mm -hmm. So I, I can only imagine. Yeah. 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 It's so it. hard because I want to, you know, these are all the people that I love and I want to spend time with it, but it, it's just, it's impossible. It's mm -hmm. like a, it's like a big wedding, you yeah. know? And it's so hard, but, um, I love that everyone comes and I see pictures afterwards. I'm like, oh my gosh, you were there, like, <laughs> I, you know. So, but everyone's having a, a good time, and uh, um, it's it's a lot of fun, mm -hmm, definitely. Raising money for charity, having a great night out, right? It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. We'll include the link to your website. Oh, cool. And I'm assuming that the gala information is on there. Yeah. So well? we're updating the website. Um, I'll give you our social media links, okay. which is. Um, um, we have a great team that, that keeps me current. Um, I'm not the uh, <laughs> the most efficient in technology, so um, yeah. So we we you know we're image driven, so it's really good yeah. for us to have good social media. But I'll definitely have some some announcements, and we're we're working through some things. But anyone that is interested, we typically seek sponsorship from um, from our clients. Uh, and those that support our business, but um, we'd love to, to meet some new folks as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll make sure to include that. And um, again, thank you so much, David. This was so yeah. much fun. And of course. Mm -hmm. So interesting and, and informative. Um, so please like, rate, subscribe. And until next time, live bold and boss up. <laughs>